Forte Catholic Radio. This is your host, Taylor Schroll, for another episode of the Forte Catholic Show. No matter how you are listening on the radio in Central Texas or somewhere in Oklahoma, I need to learn what Tulsa is. I've been there before. Uh, I really like, there's a, um, a certain uh, eatery and bar that I enjoy in Tulsa. And also we're on the radio in the Carolinas. If you are listening there or you're listening on the podcast, wherever you are listening, welcome into the show today. As always, I am joined, well, as always, except for next week, and joined by producer Sam. Sam, how are you? Oh, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. That's good to hear. <laughs> what is the best thing that has happened to you this week, Miss Shepard? Well, it's only been two days. No, 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 no. See, a week is seven days. Right, but you said this week, so that's confusing. Fine. I'm just, I'm just saying. Remember how last week's show we started with me being <laughs> or me being wrong? Yes. I'm definitely right on this. I, I don't think so. Since last show, I'll change the question for, for your sake. Oh, that's better. Sake. Since last show, what's been the best thing that's happened to you? I don't know if that changes my answer, just so you know. Um, oh, this is excruciating. Honestly, <laughs> looking outside right now, I'm just really happy. The weather is like super, looks like it's going to storm soon. So it's like super cloudy and like gray. And I like rainy weather. So so there are two options for why that was your choice. Either you have a really bad week. <laughs> <laughs> that was the or, only thing good. Or as we all know, Sam doesn't like her, like it when I uh, surprise her with questions. I just surprised her with that. She was just like, she essentially did what Brick Tamlin did in Anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just picking things in the room and saying you love them? I love lamp. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Which one is it, Sam? Uh, I love lamp. I love lamp. Yeah. It was no, definitely... I was just saying that. I don't. Oh, <laughs> it, there's not a lamp in here. <laughs> <laughs> dun dun dun. Okay, we have some um, some cool news, and then we got to address some negative news. Okay, so the cool news today, the coolest thing for me this week, Miss Shepard. Is last week's show. You were here. You remember this, yes? Yes, I was here, yes. Okay, we had two guests on. Jonathan Bearded Blevins. Oh, yes. Who's Mm -hmm. a a Catholic. uh, He works in Catholic ministry. He's also a super popular Catholic streamer. That's right. I, I was very envious of him as i am envious of anybody in ministry who has more followers than me on twitter Hmm. and he has like i have like 800 and he has like (laughs) 8,000 on twitter right it's pretty close i was was like it's really not it's only a zero away taylor (laughs) um i was very envious of that it wasn't until after the show and we were promoting it that i was like dang this show's really blowing up like it's doing really well i went over to his instagram page 80,000 people. I think it's like 84,000 people that he has followers on Instagram. And I got really excited a few weeks ago. I was like, yay, I got to 1,000. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and we also had another guest on, Mr. Chris Agron with uh, 18 or 17 R's in that last name. I forgot what we decided. 17. 17. Thank you. One is silent, I think. One. That's exactly right. You do listen to me every now and then. No, I listen to him. Oh. (laughs) But. Uh, again, are we going to go through this again? <laughs> no. We had this whole ordeal about you having all of these uh, sound effects at your fingertip and not <laughs> using them. That's true. So, uh, really cool news. I haven't even told you. Well, I don't know if I've told you the full extent of this. Okay. So, 
I told you earlier this week that the again, you're very confused about what a week was. I'm talking about Friday and not this. I, I guess to you, it's last week, but it's within the last seven days. To, to, to me, it's a week, right? Okay. Um, that the episode was doing really well. I posted it late. I posted it on Thursday. Usually I post the podcast on late Tuesday night or sometime Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But as you know, my life at work has been quite busy. So I have I did, did not have time. So I posted it late Thursday afternoon evening. Okay. Right. Uh, Jonathan was mad at me because uh, his mother was hounding him. It's like, where's the podcast? Where's the podcast that you were on? Where's and like, you know, hounding him. So he was hounding me. And so I finally get it up. I share it. Chris shares it. Jonathan shares it. And I noticed that like it's doing fairly well. Like gets gets to about the amount of, dep- of downloads in the first day that it usually does. And then over the weekend, I went to go hang out with my sister for her birthday. Mm-hmm. So I, I took my two oldest kids um, because my wife and the baby were sick. Oh, uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very, very sick. I'm just kidding. They weren't very sick. They were just under the weather, okay? Okay. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> so uh, okay. I, I just didn't want people thinking that like our family separated. <laughs> it felt really weird. It's the first time we've taken a trip like where I took where I went and took kids and left my wife home with a different set of kids. Like I've left by myself. She's left by herself, but we've never done like this. So it did feel odd. Anyway, my my wife and I love each other very much. We're fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. So over the weekend, I'm busy with my family. I've got my best friend lives in in Lake Jackson. We were hanging out a lot and I start looking I, I stopped looking at how the show was doing because I can see how many people are listening and downloading that sort of thing. I look at it like on Sunday, early Sunday, late Saturday. By Saturday, it had been out for three days and it was already like the sixth most listened to podcast ever, which is quite impressive. Sam doesn't seem to care. I'm talking to her about this and she's looking. Oh, she's, are you, I, I know exactly what you're doing. You're looking up sound effects, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> That is what I'm doing. So you're neglecting one job to do the other. I'm very proud of you. I'm Correct. very proud of you. Whatever I make fun of is the one that you focus on. So now that I'm making fun of you not talking, will you talk? Is that how this works? Uh... <laughs> no. The answer is no. <laughs> okay. So I look it up. Sam, by Sunday. By Sunday. And he, let me explain this. Let me explain this to you, Sam. I don't even think you know. This is a little peek behind the curtain. Most people, A lot of people listen to the podcast the week it comes out. Because they're subscribed to it. By the way, go subscribe to it. Why haven't you yet? What the heck's wrong with you? Okay. Um, but a lot of people listen. Like even I, when I listen to podcasts, I might listen a week later, two weeks later, three weeks. I mean, life happens, right? So it's usually over the course of a month that a really good show breaks into the top 10 shows of all time. Saturday. This, this episode had been out for three days. Three days. And it overcame the number one show it is now the number one most listened to show in Forte Catholic history. Thank you for the sound effect. That's amazing. That was weird. It kind of ended really quickly. <laughs> it's like, yay! Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just phenomenal. So, first of all, thank you people for listening. It's been, it was, it's been really exciting for me to pe- see people responding to this because both of those guys are doing the new evangelization, right? Uh, Chris is super big on Instagram, making these Catholic memes that are hilarious. Um, and, and, and bearded Blevins is doing all this stuff on Twitch, which nobody else is doing and really sharing the, the joy of the gospel there. <clears throat> okay. Really cool. Really cool. But Sam, there's been some other news. Mm-hmm. 
uh, this week that has been uh, quite, quite difficult, right? Yeah. Um, you and I have talked, and over the last month, last week's show was really the, like, this, this show is all about making Catholicism fun again. Mm-hmm. Last week was the first show that was all about that, all about joy, all about entertainment, all about connecting the faith, real people's lives, and just having a, we had a blast last week, and people are responding to that. The four shows before that, it was kind of odd for me because the goal of the show is to make Catholicism fun again, but we also want to be very real, okay? And I was very much struggling with uh, a few things. And you can you can always go listen to all these podcasts, whether you want to listen to the fun one last week or these these ones where we get into the nitty-gritty, and it actually, a lot of that stuff we did last month applies to a lot of the the scandal that was revealed this week. So check those out. Last last uh, five podcasts. So last week was 96. That was the fun one. And then 95, 94, 93, 92 was real, where I really opened up and opened up about my struggles with with church, with with um, with how the like not being fed at mass and like just kind of a lot of the things that I was fighting through in my spiritual life. And a lot of people have reached out and said that it was very helpful. So that's that this week. Essentially, I've been fighting this for a month now. And then this other bomb comes of this, uh, the, the grand jury findings in Pennsylvania. So essentially, I, I didn't want to talk about it. It's not the goal of the show. We're trying to bring joy to people's lives, but something this big, we have to, right? And it was actually endless. Like essentially, I didn't want to talk about it because it's not the goal of the show. And I didn't have the words to say. I absolutely did not have the words to say. Just lost, frustrated, angry, um, no idea what to do, right? And a lot of people are in that same situation. One of my favorite people in the world who has been on this show, Father Anthony Sharapa, who is a, a leading priest in, in social media, especially on Twitter, and a friend of mine, my Fortnite partner, like we play once a week when he gets a day off. He said, he, he essentially voiced what what I was feeling and what a lot of others were feeling as well. He said, guys, I'm being completely honest or completely serious when I say this. Don't ask me what to do about all this. I'm just as lost and confused as you are. Go to Christ, go to prayer, and keep praying. None of us have the words. There is no good answer that I've heard that's come from this. There's been a lot of bad answers that a lot of people are frustrated about, including myself. But admitting that this is ugly and this is an abomination and of the evil one is about all we can do right now and working through this, praying through this, talking it out with people and trying to come up with solutions as an entire church. Because one of the things that has been hard is the, the laity has now lost a lot of trust in our, in our leadership. And that's the hard thing, but... It is a call to us as lay people to step into the game, to step up, to um, join with the good and holy men who are priests and bishops and cardinals, those of them that are, and to join with them to breathe new life into the church. Another post that helped me um, was from Sam's best friend, Chris Stefanik. Sam likes him a lot. He said, be sickened. Do not lose heart. Be saddened. Do not despair. Be angry at the abuse of power. Do not be ashamed of the power of the gospel. 
One is from God, the other is from Satan. This is no time for weakness. And one thing that I mentioned that I was at was a few episodes ago, we were talking about John 6, where people have, where this is where like Jesus says, I, you know, eat my flesh, drink my blood, or you won't have life in you. And people walk away. And then Peter essentially says the same thing that Father Anthony's saying, the same thing that I'm feeling is like, where else am I going to go? Where else am I going to go? Like this God and, and Jesus' true church are, are where I want to be because of the Eucharist, because of my trust of the truth that the church has to share. And we've got to, we've got to help in inviting the Holy Spirit and living that out to breathe new life into the church. And the good news is the Holy Spirit has done this before. One of my favorite stories in the church is of the man who became known as Santa Claus. St. Nicholas was a bishop. They had a council of bishops. He's, you know, these like, like Vatican II and invite all of the bishops from all across the world to come and meet. And essentially what they were meeting about, there's this guy named Arius and he was a heretic. <laughs> and he, um, if I remember correctly and uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, there's so many heresies that I'll, I sometimes I forget which ones they are, but I believe it was that Jesus wasn't God. He was a prophet, a man chosen by God. And here's the deal. St. Nicholas was one of a very, very small number. I learned this in college. I think it was three of all the bishops in the world that believed what we believe now, that Jesus is fully God and fully man. All the other bishops were heretics. <laughs> they all believed in Arianism. St. Nicholas, <laughs> the good old bishop that he was, walked across the room in this meeting of bishops and punched Arius in the face. That's why we all love saying that uh, Christmas is National Punch a Heretic in the Face Day, right? And like that and his conviction in the truth and standing up for it is what changed it. Ar You've never heard of Arianism. Most of you have never heard of Arian, like that sort of Arianism. You haven't heard of Germany, but like the Arian heresy. Most of you have never heard of it because it, it doesn't really exist all that much anymore. Now, as some can say, it's making a comeback, but it's not been a big deal within the church. And it's because that bishop stood up and there are still good men, good priests like Father Anthony, like our friend, Father Jared Cook, who are standing up. Maybe we don't have all the words, but we've got to be in this together. Pray for your priests and pray for healing within the church because we absolutely need it. Um, two friends of mine that I want to point you in the direction of because they found more words than I have to say um, are our friends over at the Salt and Light podcast. Uh, and our friends over at the Catholic Coaster Podcast. Both of their last shows, this last week, were all about the scandal and airing out frustrations, airing out sadness, and like trying to find direction in this. And honestly, I wasn't going to talk about this until I listened to both of their shows on Sunday. So if you, if you this week want to go listen to their last episodes, you can find them on iTunes, wherever you find the Fourth Day Catholic Show. You, you can just search Salt and Light Podcast and search for the Catholic Coaster Podcast, and you will find it there. Um, they really helped me and inspired me. One of the things that 
that really stuck out to me is that uh, priests and bishops doing something wrong is not new. Now, this scandal is new, and it's, I mean, just absolutely terrible for the victims. It's absolutely um, terrible, and, like, there are a lot of people that are leaving the church because of this, and it's going to be a rough time. But they reminded me that one of the first bishops ever, there were 12 of them, 8.5% of the bishops betrayed Jesus. There was a man named Judas. I'm sure you've heard of him. He was a priest. He was one of the first bishops, betrayed Jesus. Someone Jesus trusted and loved still brought that destruction. But the good news for us is that just as in that situation, and just as he has done over and over and over again in the church, through terrible popes in the Middle Ages, through priests messing up, through laity messing up, through heresy, Jesus has the final word. The Holy Spirit has always brought renewal. Even after the resurrection, Jesus won, but he still had his wounds. He, he knows our suffering. He understands our suffering. And it was four times like this that Jesus died in the way that he did. It was gruesome. It was horrible. Jesus understands our suffering. He understands our wounds. He wants to heal them and glorify, glorify, uh, glorify us through our desires, through our wounds. Healing can happen for us. All right. We'll be right back with Emma Fraud from Australia. Talk about net ministries and intentionally forming people. We'll be right back. Hey, I just wanted to stop and take a moment to tell you to go visit the website for all your Forte Catholic needs. F-O-R-T-E-Catholic.com. You can find old podcast episodes. You can find info on my music, on my speaking. You can find booking information. If you want me to come out to your parish or to ask an event or school, I would love to go check it out. F-O-R-T-E-Catholic.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic with your host, Taylor Schroll. We have a very fun guest for you today. There's a few ways that we could introduce her. We're going to do all of them. Okay, so uh, Miss Shepard, our lovely producer, Sam, I never let her talk during the interviews. I have this strange fear that she will ruin everything. Now, I love when she talks in the first and third segment. She's great to bounce ideas off. There was one time a few weeks ago that she left and I was lost, which is terrifying because I used to know how to do a radio show by myself. And then Sam came and now I'm dependent on her. Like, what's wrong with that, right? Sam, I never let you talk. Not only do I want you to talk, I want you to introduce <laughs> our guest today. We did not talk about we this. We didn't. I know. It's, because, it's part of my plan to prove that I'm a better interviewer than you. <laughs> I want to keep you in your place while letting you speak. Right, of course. So we're going to have someone on the show today. She's great. I met her a couple of years ago. She can play music. She can sing. She can act. I don't actually know if she can act. And she can <laughs> pass. <laughs> <laughs> and she is a very awesome holy woman of God. And I look up to her a lot. And who that person is, you might be wondering, 
Is she from Texas? No. Is she from the United States? No. She's from Australia. Welcome to the show, Emma Fred. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> that was amazing. That was awesome, Sam. You started off real slow and you just picked it up and it was great. Yes. Miss Emma Fred, how are you doing? Well, it's evening here. How are you doing in the time that you're in? Yes, it is 10 to 10 in the morning here and I've just gotten to work, made myself a cup of coffee, drank that cup of coffee, feeling pretty good. How are you guys? I'm doing great, Miss Shepard. I'm fantastic now that Emma's here. You don't like me? No, I'm just more happy. I just want to take compliments like you. Okay, so um, t- today, Miss Fred, is August 21st, and it's 6.50 p.m. Are you? Are we talking to you in the future, or are we talking to you in the past? Yes, it is August 22nd in Australia, so I am... I am the future. The future is now. <laughs> <laughs> I am the future. That's one of the greatest taglines that's ever been set on this show. It's <laughs> awesome. Hashtag no fake humility here. All right. So this is really cool to uh, interview somebody from the future. Uh, what's it like there? Well, it's really warm and um, there's roadworks everywhere. <laughs> It sounds like here. <laughs> yeah, it's very hot and we can't get anywhere. Um, yeah, right. So you emailed me and I I have heard of you. I have heard of your brother, Matthew. And um, and I know I actually heard you on his show. I've heard you on somebody other, some other lady's show. I can't remember. That's bad of me. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've known of you for a while, primarily because, through Sam. And you emailed me wanting to come on the show to talk about yourself, to talk about Net Ministries in Australia, which Sam really likes. She talks to talking to Australians. And in your email, I didn't really know you as a person, so I wanted to test you. You said that somebody reached out, <laughs> somebody that you knew reached out. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, come on the show. Who was it? And who did you say it was? Um, was it Michael Lonis? It absolutely was Michael Lonis. The, the way you said that made me think, uh, made me uh, second guess you a little bit. But yes, you're right. It was <laughs> Michael Lonis, which it's a, it is a small world. You are over in the future in Australia. Michael and Lonis, Michael is with me. He's with you right now. Oh no, he's he's oh. actually in Melbourne. But yeah, he is in the country that I'm in. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Sam and I are in the same country as well. Um, <laughs> so I was his youth minister. At my last job in my hometown, and he is on it was is serving with Net Australia. He listens to the show. He has told me that he forces. So I, w- one thing in Net is the traveling teams at least are stuck in a van with each other all the time. He makes the van listen to my show. It makes me very very happy. But it also <laughs> kind of makes me angry because there are twelve people in the van and I only get one download, one listen from twelve people listening. So come on, Michael. Anyway. Um, so it is, it is a small world. I have to tell you before we talk about anything, I have to tell you a story about Australian accents. Are you ready? I'm ready. I went to a party in college, uh, with a buddy and we were, we were walking into the party and we, he knocked on the door right after he knocked on the door. I looked at him. This is the thing you can only do with very close friends. I said, just go with what I'm about to do. And he said, what? And then the doors open. So for one hour. I put on an Australian accent and I just pretended like I was from Australia for the for the entire entire day for for one Whoa. hour and then after one hour I just decided that uh, I was going to stop and just start talking normal again and just see how people reacted. It took people forever to be like, "Wait, 
aren't you from Australia? Like I built up this entire fake persona for myself, this character. I, uh, well, I was from Sydney, you know, all these things. Um, have you ever lied to an entire group of people, uh, to have fun? <laughs> no, but when I lived in Canada, I used to put on the Canadian accent in like the Tim Hortons drive through because they couldn't understand me, which is completely different, but sort of similar. <laughs> I think you need to, to experience that right now. Like we all need to know your Canadian accent. Okay. Um, Hey, yeah, could I just get, um, oh, shivers. I don't even know what they call it anymore. I've got all like Australian coffee language in my brain. What do they call it, Sam? The, when you just want to get a coffee. Like an ice cap or? Um, what? what do they call their coffee, though? They don't call it coffee. They call it like a cream or something. or A cream? Anyway, let's go with ice cap because I can't remember. I'd okay. be like, hey, yeah, could I get a large ice cap um, and a blueberry bagel, please? Okay, what here, do you think? I, it, it was fine. <laughs> here's, here, here's what I want. I want you to do a Southern American woman accent. Can you do that? I I have a, a oh, friend. Man. I have a friend who's Australian, and she, she does that accent, like the like common American white woman accent, and it's hilarious. Oh gosh! All right, I'm going to read from the back of this book that I'm holding by <laughs> Jean Vanier. Um, Jean Vanier was born in Canada. After an early career as a naval officer, he moved to change his life. He earned a doctorate in moral philosophy and in 1964 invited two men with Down syndrome to leave the institution and live with him. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the deal. Even though that's your fake accent, it was so good. Gosh. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Okay. Okay. Let's let's finally talk about what you came to talk about. So you. Oh my gosh. Oh, don't even get me started. Okay. Uh, you have to listen to last week's episode to understand what's going on. You can find all of that at fortecatholic.com. Anyway, uh, you serve with Net Ministries in Australia. What do you? Let, just give an overview of how you got started in this ministry. Absolutely. Well, um, I actually served my net years in Canada, but I now work for Net Australia. Um, but nets all around the world have the same common core values. So essentially, there was a time in my life, in my teenage years, I didn't believe in God. I didn't really understand why I was going to a Catholic school, why I had a Catholic family. I just thought it was all bulldust, as they say here. And what? one time, <laughs> kind of like, it's all crap, but I don't know, bulldust is like gotcha. the Australian slang way to say that. And my brother just kind of challenged me one day and said, if you don't believe in God, like, don't just say that. Like, why don't you try actually praying to him, you know, and be open to that before you just shut it out. And basically it was through the ministry of NET that I came to have this encounter with God. And, yeah, just for me, not only did I encounter God and enter into this relationship with him, but I really saw NET as an incredible evangelization tool that could be used to bring God to other people. And someone like myself growing up in a Catholic home, Catholic school, but not believing in God, I knew there were so many others like me. And I just saw NET as such a valuable tool to bring the gospel personally um, to youth. So I served my years in Canada and I now work for NET in Australia. And it's really cool to come back home because, yeah, I know there are so many young Australians right now going through the motions, kind of learning about God, but they don't know that God is someone who wants a relationship with him and who finds them very interesting and that there are other youth around who do believe in God. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Like Sam, our, our lovely producer, uh, served with NET, I believe with you, isn't that where you met up in Canada? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was telling me about uh, 
a music video she was in with you from those times. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll share we'll share that in the promo for the for the uh, for the episode. So, um, <laughs> one of the things that that I find fascinating about Net, like I grew up going to Net retreats, and like when I was a youth minister, I brought Net in to lead retreats. And one of the things that I find fascinating, what I found fascinating then was the good work that they were doing with young people. What I'm fascinated by now is how they are forming young adults to actually go do this ministry. So, uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is the uh, the intentional formation of the net missionaries and specifically how you do it in net, but also like, how does that actually apply to the model that we should be having in our, in our normal Christian life? Mm, For sure. So um, I would say the one thing that we kind of give our netters um, without even really giving them lessons specifically on it, but I feel like everyone leaves net being a bit more, relatable, you know, and a bit more um, easier to talk to, maybe because they have to talk to so many different groups of people throughout their net year and they learn to be more comfortable with people. They learn how to engage with someone, how to talk about the faith. Um, But at the start of every mission year that we have that runs from January to November, we have a five-week training and it's kind of split up into three parts. The first 10 days are almost like this personal retreat. We ask everyone to put their phones away and, yeah, we just dive right into um, I guess encouraging everyone to, to have to just kind of start right away like with a personal prayer life if they don't have it already a daily prayer life so we have a lot of opportunities for adoration reconciliation we have incredible talks by very gifted speakers on God the Father Son Holy Spirit we have men's and women's session and when we re- we really go there and we learn like what are some obstacles that you know men face today that women face today and how can we come together Um, And then we kind of talk about, okay, how do you work in a team? Our netters live together and work together, as you can imagine. Like that doesn't always equal happiness. Um, (laughs) You know, (laughs) someone someone on your team might annoy you or someone on your team might actually do something that hurts you. And what's a healthy way to deal with that? And for us, we believe the healthiest way is to talk out those issues, not just to ignore them or sweep them under the rug, but to bring them to one another, to apologize, to forgive one another. Um, and it's so beautiful. It's such a, it's like a little family on your team. And thirdly, we talk about how do you actually evangelize a young person? You know, what is relevant to them today? What's relevant today wasn't relevant maybe even five years ago. Like, what are the hot topics? What do they want to learn about? You know, what are they curious about? Um, and a lot of it, a lot of it is just listening to the young people. You know, when we have small groups on retreat, yeah, we have a format, but mostly we just kind of let them talk and we ask them what they think and we specify you know our content or what they want to hear about um and I think lastly like I think I know a lot of people involved in part-time ministry and that's wonderful but I think the essential and special thing about net is that you're going on this 10-month mission and for those 10 months every day you're you're giving of yourself you're surrendering yourself and it's bloody hard work it's challenging but I think through that God works. Like when we say yes to him in such a dramatic way, he can really work on us, transform us, heal us. Um, And I think at the end of the year, not all of our netters go into youth ministry at the end of the year, and I don't think they should. Um, You know, we have a girl on net this year who was involved in like Netflix filming and, you know, taking care of actors and she does a bit of stand-up comedy, you know. And I had a conversation with her last week, last week, like what is she going to what does what will her life look like after that? And I love that she's going into this specific pocket of people, you know, 
um, and that she's able to be that light for those people. Um, kind of lost my train of thought there, but yeah. No, you're fine. It's it's funny because I lost my train of thought as well, thinking about why it's called stand-up comedy. Like, were there just a slew of people sitting down doing comedy and somebody was like, no, I'm a stand-up comedian. <laughs> Maybe it's like, I'm going to stand up and like, Bite the bullet and be courageous, even if people don't laugh, you know? Yeah, which is what she's also doing on net. Like, it is a bold choice for people to, to take this, you know, this year out of school, this year out of going to work, to go and serve here for 10 months, you know, almost a year. And um, we only have a little bit of time left, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to share your favorite glory story from Net Australia. Mm. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> oh, man. So many, I got to think about it. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, I'll just share. Um, one time, I was kind of doing a retreat, and if any of you are involved in youth ministry, you probably know that retreats don't always feel like you're engaging the students and they're getting it and they're participating. Like sometimes it just feels like they're putting up a wall. And um, I remember this one part of the retreat. Someone on my team was leading this prayer. You know, like dear Jesus, everyone repeats back, dear Jesus, I give my heart to you, and. You know, everyone said, I give my heart to you, except for this one kid in the front row who was just like, I don't. Um, and I just remember feeling like, oh, God, why? Like, why have you put me here? Like, why are we even here? They don't want us to be here. We don't want to be here. Like, what what good is this doing? And I really felt God say to me, like, Emma, if you don't do this, who will? And in that moment, I really felt a security in my calling and just this prompting just to step up and like, all right, like, you're right, God, like, I'm not doing this so that I can feel like I've accomplished something great because of me, like, this is God's will. And I looked around the room and I saw, you know, someone else who was just really looking um, at us, you know, really almost studying us, like, trying to figure out, like, what we were doing. And I kept looking around the room and I saw this other girl with um, her hands in the air and she was just praying and singing so loudly. Um, And, yeah, I just felt blessed by God in that moment to see, like, People are on different paths. Some people are given it all. Some people are just curious. And some people will reject our message. But that doesn't mean that God is less deserving of us to give up mission, give up a year of life for mission, you know? Yeah, so that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Hey, yeah. it's been great talking to you. Um, I, I'm really excited. I actually want to talk to you again at some point. But we are out of time for today. How can people find out more information about Net Australia and what you guys are doing? Absolutely. If you want to follow us on Facebook or Instagram, Net Australia is the handle there. Um, or if you're curious about maybe coming down to Australia and sweating your bum off and doing a year of mission, you can head to our website, which is www.netministries.com.au, and you can fill out an expression of interest form, just a few really quick details. That'll come to me as an email, and basically I will give you a call and we can have a chat. Um, you can ask me more questions, um, and I'd love to hear more about you and your background. Um, we're currently, we currently have um, seven spots open for women um, and about 15 spots open for men for our 2019 year. So if anyone is curious um, and wants to come down for January 2019 until November, you can, yeah, go to our website. Awesome. That's phenomenal. Thank you so much for coming on this evening. Or Thanks morning, for having morning us. for you. All right. Our person from the future. Um, that was, it was so much fun talking to her. Uh, so if you want to serve the Lord, if you, as she said, sweat your bum off, if you want to lose some weight, that'd be a, another great benefit from going down to Australia for a bit. And um, if you want to be uh, terrified of spiders and have a cool accent, 
head on over to Net Australia. All right, guys, we'll be right back for our final segment of the day. Welcome back to Forte Catholic with your host, Taylor Schroll, and the seventh best producer in the world, Samantha Shepard. Sam, I want to hear your honest feedback on that. Seventh? Seventh. How do you feel about that? Kind of hurtful. It's fine. Okay, here's the deal. I want you to, I I knew you would. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So here's what I want you to think about. Okay. How many radio shows do you think? are in the United States of America. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was that bit. (laughs) There are many, 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 thousands, if not tens of thousands, okay? There are many people who studied this in college, who do this professionally, who make much more money than you do doing the job that you do. It's very true. So you really are hurt by the fact that there are only six people in the world better than you at this job? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not apologizing (laughs) because that was the best compliment I've ever given you. That is not true. (laughs) No. Like, think about it. It really is. That's not the best compliment you've you've ever given me. You've been doing this for a year. That's not the best compliment you've ever given me. Did I give you one that's better? Yes. I'm surprised you remember it. I thought you only remember hurtful things. <laughs> what did I say? Well, I can't say all of them because then other people will be upset ah. that I'm better than them. I know one of them, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on. You said my eyes were really pretty. I did. And that's one of my favorite compliments. Even better than being... <laughs> see, Number seven. <laughs> see, here's the deal. Uh, I said you were my favorite out of a certain group of people that is much smaller than the radio producer community. Yes. I said that your eyes are pretty, and I, frankly, I've said that to a few people. I Well, I didn't know you said that to a few people. I, the I, compliment was good until you just took it back right then. I didn't take it. No, I didn't take it back. It, it's kind of like a take back. Okay. If I told you, <laughs> if I told you today uh-huh. that you were the seventh best basketball player in the world, would that not be amazing? Well, you're that better would be than amazing. everybody in the. That's the exact same thing. No, because <laughs> I'm five foot three, and was told that I would never be good at basketball. So that would be pretty amazing. Okay, so the similarities here are uh, that you, I'm five I, foot three still. You're still five foot three. <laughs> okay, which means you were not prepared or trained for this job. Nothing in your past said she'd make a good radio producer. Also, no, let me finish. I see you wanting to butt in. Okay. Also, I forgot the second point because you interrupted me. <laughs> I literally didn't interrupt you. Yeah, uh, the you people, interrupted yourself. No, the people listening, that's what it sounds like to them, but you were definitely like, ah, like, talking into the <laughs> By the way, just to be clear, one of the jobs as a producer is the soundboard, and I have ran multiple soundboards in my life. Okay, here's the other thing. I remembered the second thing. Okay. Okay. So- there is this thing in basketball. <laughs> Never mind, I forgot again. <laughs> I really did forget again. I didn't know what you were going to say what, what it? if it was going to be like, there's a thing in basketball called a basketball. A basketball. You might not have heard of it. Uh, dang it, I forgot what I was going to say. 
This is what happens when we don't plan the segment. It's true. Okay, let's get what to uh, what what I planned for. Okay. Okay, I'm going to think of the basketball thing later, and it's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> oh, now I'm mad at myself. What was it, Taylor? Sam, I don't know, but I did, feel like this is bad radio. Why did you not? You're the number me? seven best host. Oh, that was the other thing. Okay, <laughs> there are hundreds and hundreds of professionals. There's, there's there's a few hundred professionals. There are thousands of people doing this, playing basketball in college. So if I said you were the seventh best, you're better than all these professionals. Okay. I I still I still want you to take this as a compliment. I don't think we can move on. Until you realize that is, okay, maybe it's not the nicest thing I've ever said. Okay. If you're the seventh best in the world at anything, that means you are, I just said you're you better than almost eight billion people. Still behind six other people. I feel like you could have rephrased it like, oh, Sam, you're the number one producer in my heart. And I would know it was only because I do your show. But that the fact that you said that I'm not, I am number one. If you think back to that song, two is not a winner and three nobody remembers. What about seven? <laughs> no, there's no. If no one remembers third, seven is just like, eh. It's not even. Everyone knows the name. Uh, you can argue about who is number seven. Okay. Everyone knows the name of the seventh best basketball player in the world. I do not know what, who is the seventh. Have you heard of LeBron James, who I think is one? Is he seven, though? Oh, he's number no, one. No, I think he's number one. Okay. And then we can get into uh, Kevin Durant okay. of the world. We can get into the Steph Currys of the world. I don't really know who that is, but okay. <sighs> You're ruining this segment. And that's number three. See, nobody remembers what? number what? three. Everyone knows who Steph Curry is except for you. <laughs> I'm glad that we've derailed the show fo- so far. Lord. JP, that was a shout out to you. You told me to try to get Taylor off his game. <sighs> I would say that's point one. Just like the third segment last week. <laughs> producer <laughs> Sam. Oh, la grown. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to transition into this next thing. I don't, I don't think either. we're going to. We're going to do something else. Okay. Uh, let's let's pull up the Twitter video. Okay. So, there was this video on Twitter the other day. Speaking of sports, by the way. Uh, let's just say that Jimbo Fisher is the seventh best football coach in America. Just, just to, to keep with that uh, theme there. Oh, it still makes me so angry. I'm mad at you. I complimented you. Somebody else got mad at me for complimenting them the other day. I told somebody that it was, that uh, a certain point, a certain evening was the prettiest they ever looked. And what? Of, and, of, and of course. That's not a compliment. I, I, I'm about to punch a wall. <laughs> well, the good thing is the walls are carpeted here. So, so it might this, not hurt. This is crazy. This is crazy. Is some... <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> if somebody, if I say that somebody's the, I'm complimenting them. It's a compliment, and of course she took it the exact same way that you are. Oh, I'm not pretty all the other time, and it wasn't even sarcastic. Like she actually meant it. She walked away from me sad. You should really work on your compliments. I told That's her what she I'm was here. pretty. I told her. I told you you're the seventh best in the world at something. You're absolutely not the seventh best person in the world at being a producer. So you lied. I, of course, I lied. Did you lie about her being pretty too? No. Now this is confusing. Can we trust your word? I don't know. I said this sarcastically <laughs> because I knew it was going to bother you, and now it's being thrown back in my face, and it's bothering me. <laughs> I win. 
You know you're not the seventh best. Wait, wait, pause, 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 pause. This is now my favorite part of the week. Good. Is that's because all you say your favorite part of the week is is whatever's happening right now because you can't think of anything else. It's true, but also Good. this is pretty funny. Gosh. <laughs> People flipping through their dials right now, what, listening what to is me happening? yell at you. It's true. Wait, is it? What happened to the Catholic station? <laughs> okay, Jimbo Fisher, football, Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Pam Pamela Marvin, our good friend Pamela Marvin. You like you seem to like Pamela Marvin, don't you, Miss? Uh, I Michelle? love Pam. Pam came on the show a while ago, and she talked about root sin, and she's like everybody's second mother. She is awesome, and uh, she is on the Twitters. She likes the Twitters, and she shared a video with me the other day of Jimbo Fisher, who is the brand new. Texas A&M fighting Aggie football coach, all right? And I don't that's kind of how he talks. You'll hear it in a second. Somebody asked him about practice. We're talking about practice? Yes, we're talking about practice, okay? Uh somebody asked him about the hard practices that they were having and he gives his answer and it's all about football. And Pam sent me this this 30-second clip and said this could absolutely pertain to your spiritual life. So I said, okay, let me watch this thing. And now I got to hear it. Now I want you to hear it. Are we ready, Miss Shepard? Ready, set, go. I know it's all coach's preference, but do you, have you typically in the past for seven straight days right out of the gate like this in practice? Mm-hmm. Is there okay, is there any okay. philosophy about that? Yes. Listen, you don't know where you're going to get to until you get tired, beat up, and your mind gets tired. Now, all that fret, we ain't, we ain't worried about that now. You got to learn where you're at mentally and physically, and you got to learn to get to a point when you're tired and you're sore and you're beat up to find out if you can still execute. That's what's going to happen in championship level play. You you can't. This ain't this ain't utopia. This ain't the perfect world. Football is a tough, hard nosed game that you got to you got to go to places to find out if you got anything in you. Sam, let's see if you could do this segment since you've already taken it over. What's the takeaway from that video? Did, did you actually, did you listen first of all? Honestly, I was just so nervous that the the audience wouldn't hear it so i was trying to fix it as we were going um but the thing to take out of this video is is life can be hard you know and so you gotta practice hard you gotta practice hard because (laughs) (laughs) wait let me finish you have to you have to practice hard all the struggle you put me through this segment watching (laughs) you struggle through this i'm not struggling let me finish you have to practice hard because in the real world, you got to be ready for everything. That's what I took out of that. Okay, so he says a few things. You're, you're on the right track. You're just running the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> wow, number seven, running the wrong way. I oh, see. Oh, you're you're going to like how I finish this segment, I promise. Okay, uh, he says when, you, when you're, you're – so the guy is essentially – it's kind of an accusatory question. Why are you practicing these guys so hard? It's been seven days in a row, all these long practices. Why is this your coaching philosophy? He's kind of, kind of being a jerk to him, trying to put him in a spot, right? And the coach says, "Well, we got to get him to this point. He's coming into a team that uh, most would say have underachieved in the last couple of years. Great, I mean, great players, great uh, um, influx of talent, just haven't been winning many games. So he's like, we got it to get to this championship level. We have to get to a point where we are tired and beat up." We're sore. That's where you find out if you can still execute. 
if you can still mentally carry out the plays to the best of your ability, if you can still physically carry them out after you are tired and kind of hurting, right? That's the moments where we find out who we actually are and if we can still execute. So it's ironic. I wanted to talk about this a little last week's show. We just ran out of time because we always do because Sam wants to yell at me. Um, It's just like at home. My wife's name is Sam. Different person. Okay. So (laughs) just uh, just wanted to clue everybody in. I also have a sister named Sam. It's very confusing. They're all very different people. Okay. <laughs> when we get tired and beat up, that's where we find out if we can execute or not, right? And I, it's ironic because I wanted to talk about this last week. Didn't have time. We're talking about it today after this pre-scandal gets revealed, right? We are all at a point where we are tired. We are frustrated. We feel beat up. We feel lost. We feel like we don't know what's going to go on. Like, how are we going to execute, right? This is where we, This is where the rubber meets the road of are we still going to be bought into this? To bought, bought into faith in God, bought into faith in Jesus, bought into faith in the true holiness of the church, the bride of Christ. And I, I shared on the air a few weeks ago that I, I had to ask myself that question. In the midst of all this struggle, in the midst of everything, when everything was going wrong for me, I took to prayer with God, am I still going to be Catholic? Am I still going to do this? And I got to the answer that I shared earlier, I shared a few weeks ago with Peter. Yes, I'm staying because of the Eucharist, because of confession, and because of the truth that the bride of Christ shares. Despite all the hurt, despite all the ugliness, despite all the demonic stuff going on through these individuals in our church. Despite all of that, I'm not leaving. It's, it's hard, but this is where, where the, the rubber meets the road, where it really gets, when it, when the going gets tough, 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 get going. Any like, you know, random saying like that you want to throw in because we're talking about football. That's a football saying, right? So, so here's the deal. One of the things that got me through the last month or so, is not only the story of Peter, given that, where else am I going to go? Throwing up his hands. Where else am I going to go? You have the words of eternal life. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still confused. I'm still hurting. But also this other story of Peter when he's walking on the water. Sam, um, how would you feel if I said that you're the seventh best person in the world at walking on water? And how many people have walked on water? Your your truest again. I want to tell you the correct response because you didn't <laughs> respond correctly earlier. Okay. The correct response were who were three, four, five, and six because all we know of are Jesus and Peter. Right. Right. Okay. Are you offended by this? Three. Nobody remembers three. It always comes back. I wish you wouldn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't be here next and week. You won't be here next week. Uh, I'm I'm suspending Sam for a week, so you won't be that, here. That's not how that okay. works. Peter goes to walk on water. When he gets out of the boat, when he takes that first step, do you realize the amount of faith that that takes? Hey, there's a ghost over there. Never mind. I realized it's Jesus. Uh, Lord, if that really is you, still still really wasn't confirmed that it was Jesus. If it's really you, command me to step out of the boat. Tell me to step out. And Jesus says, yeah. So he steps out of the he steps out of the boat onto the waves, and it's windy and it's raining. There's a storm going on. But 
what is he focused on, Miss Shepherd? He is focused on the words of Christ, and he's focused on looking at Christ. As he's walking out on the water, he's keeping his eyes on Christ. And then what does he do? Looks down. And if you uh, have watched the Medea movies, at this point, he sees Noah's arch. <laughs> but if you haven't, that's a very confusing thing to hear and not true. <laughs> but I love those movies. But he looks down. He starts focusing on the waves. Starts focusing on the problems in the church. Starts like, what is it is for us? Fo- focus on the problems in the church. Focusing on what's going wrong and all these things. When what got him out there in the first place was looking to Jesus, looking in his face. All the waves are crashing around. The storm is still going on. Jesus doesn't calm the storm until after, after they get in the after they get to the other side. The storm's still going on, but he loses his focus on Jesus and starts looking. It's like that's that's where we're at now. Are we going to be looking at the waves? I mean, these are things we have to address, right? I have to address the things that are coming up in my life: financial work. Uh, spiritual life, uh, trying to lose weight, <laughs> all of these. I have to, fo- I have to work on those, but it has to be with my eyes focused on Christ. It has to be, and that's the only thing that's going to get us through this. Yes, there's still this ugliness we have to deal with, but it's only going to be okay. We're only going to be okay if we're looking at Jesus throughout all of this. So, Sam Shepard, I'm going to come clean. I think you're in the like the top 10,000 producers in the world. That's fair. That's very fair. Why are you okay with that? It makes me so angry. <laughs> All right, guys. This was, this was an interesting show. I hope that you uh, got something out of it that it spoke to you. We'll be back next week. Say it. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, you can do something in 30 seconds that will truly help me out and help other people hear about the show. Uh, Head on over to iTunes, wherever you are listening to the podcast. Go give it a rating and uh, leave your review. It would be fantastic. Help more people to find the show. I would really, really appreciate it. Help me help you help someone else make Catholicism fun again in their life.